Let's get your phone calls to react to last night's election outcomes. 217-629-7970. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. It was a late night last night. Of course, uh, kudos to Jim Leach for staying. I don't even know what time Jim got uh, got done last night. I didn't get to bed about until quarter till one. Uh, <laughs> uh, the election night uh, party at uh, the Crown Plaza for Darren Bailey. Um, it was uh, stretching out throughout the night. Uh, even after Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton in Chicago declared victory shortly after the Associated Press, which was kind of weird, uh, to be honest. I mean, being in press row uh, at a uh, election night watch party, and uh, then the the word kind of starts floating. AP just announced Bailey or uh, Pritzker won, uh, and and I'm sitting there refreshing even. Cook County and Chicago Board of Elections websites, and there were zero numbers in. Zero numbers were reported. Even in Lake County and DuPage County, some of the most populous uh, counties in the state, I was refreshing their election results. Zero results being officially reported. Uh, despite that, the Associated Press went ahead and declared victory for uh, J.B. Pritzker. So shortly after that, you had Lieutenant Governor Juliana Stratton make a, a speech, uh, and then uh, the governor came out and uh, gave a victory speech. And it was about 45 minutes or so before Darren Bailey came out on stage and said there's still room for a miracle, but uh, congratulated the governor on a victory uh, and uh, said that uh, the governor needs to do better. Uh, so uh, interesting to hear your thoughts on how this panned out and uh, what were you hoping? Uh, did you get what you wanted or uh, are you disappointed? Uh, but you also have have all of the statewide constitutional office holders uh, being maintained in Democrat hands. Uh, Illinois is not a purple state. Illinois is a blue state. I know people always try to say, well, hey, we've got, uh, you know, uh, uh, some conservative uh, liberals and we're kind of a purple state. I don't know. Last night uh, indicates that Illinois is very much a deep blue state in uh, the Midwest, seeming to be an island of sorts surrounded by other states that are more red. Uh, so uh, the the outcomes uh, all across the statewide office holders all going to Democrats. We've got a new secretary of state. Alexi Janoulias is going to be the uh, first secretary of state in more than 20 years after Jesse White stepped down. He beat out Dan Brady. You've got... Um, Attorney General Kwame Raoul maintaining his uh, position, beating out Tom DeVore. Uh, you've also got uh, the comptroller, Susanna Mendoza, beating out her Republican opponent, uh, and uh, even Treasurer Michael Frerichs beating out his Republican opponent. So all statewide constitutional offices being held by Democrats. Uniparty rule in the state of Illinois. And that's going to be reinforced with the maintaining of the supermajorities uh, for Democrats in the House and Senate. Uh, so not much uh, ground made at all by Republicans in uh, races all across the state. So Democrats are going to have their supermajority in the state legislature uh, in both the House and Senate. And this has even led to the House Minority Leader, Jim Durkin, announcing this morning he is not going to be seeking uh, the, uh, the, the, the role of House Minority Leader come January when the new General Assembly is seated. So um, he says that the Republican Party needs to be rebuilt in Illinois. You know, and that could be because there wasn't necessarily a unified front in Illinois for the Republican ticket. While the Democrats, uh, statewide office uh, holders and those vying for statewide office, all rallied together, you didn't see that happen in Illinois with Republicans. It seemed that um, you know there were there were sections and sects 
of uh, factions of Republicans, those who, uh, you know, like lumped themselves together with, uh, you know, Tom Demmer, uh, Dan Brady. They never really came out and said that they supported Darren Bailey uh, for his bid for governor. So uh, interesting to see that that dynamic and what that portends for the Republican Party in the state of Illinois. Uh, but uh, something else, too, that's, that's that's top of mind, and of course, you can chime in here at 217-629-7970. That's the phone number live with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Um, what what's uh, what's fascinating here is, of course, you know, you had the statewide office uh, holders, the governor to treasurer, attorney general, and so on. But when it comes to the constitutional amendment that was on the ballot, we still don't know the outcome of that. We've got uh, about what 80 85 um, percent reporting for Amendment One. Uh, that's the amendment that would codify collective bargaining in the Illinois Constitution. Supporters called it the Workers' Rights Amendment. Opponents said that it would raise property taxes by increasing benefits and pay for public sector employees, thereby increasing how much taxpayers have to pay for it. Uh, but as of right now, with eighty five percent reporting in, um, about fifty eight point seven percent approve of the amendment. And you're thinking. Well, that's more than half. Well, that's not necessarily the threshold it would need for that ballot question. The constitutional amendment process in Illinois requires a proposed amendment to get three-fifths of a majority. That's 60%. Well, early throughout the night, Amendment 1 was leading with 64 point some odd percent, and then it started to shrink as more numbers were coming in, and now it's below that 60% threshold at 58.7%. Uh, and uh, another avenue that the amendment could possibly get for for approval is if it gets 50% plus one of all votes cast. So you got to think, you know, you vote on that particular issue, but your neighbor doesn't. But he cast a ballot for governor, for instance. So that would consider all votes cast, even those who didn't even fill in an oval for yes or no on the amendment. So the dust still has yet to settle there, and uh, you've got uh, a lot of people watching that very closely as to what happens, so we'll likely hear more updates on that throughout the day. But Congress, Congress is still very much uh, across the country, uh, up in the air. And uh, you've got people who uh, are, are raising questions about, well, here we are, it's the day after elections, and we still don't know who's going to be in control of Congress. I mean, they're still tallying up all these numbers. Uh, and, and, and even in Illinois, even though we've got most of our races pretty much determined and uh, concession speech has gone out uh, with Democrats uh, having a, a really strong night in Illinois, uh, across the state, uh, we're still not going to have finality for the final outcomes until all the mail-in ballots are in. And I think last I checked, there were about 280,000 remaining mail-in ballots, and they have up to two weeks to count those. So uh, fascinating to see that as well. Let's take a call. Good morning. You're on WMAY. Good morning. I got to say that I was uh, disappointed after last night. So I, uh, I was really hoping for... Um, a little bit, uh, I don't know. I, I knew Illinois was going to go the way Illinois went um, uh, because of the fact I think that uh, it's there's just too much blue up in Chicago. I mean, if you just look at the map, uh, the, the the Democrats are winning in Chicago suburbs and they're winning the city and then they're winning in Champaign and then um, like over in East St. Louis area. And that that's everything else is red, you know, and it's just... I just very disappointed, but um, as far as that amendment one, I was 
really disappointed in that. Uh, I kind of, just because of the fact there was nothing, I never saw anything. I saw hundreds of commercials, the same commercials over and over for, for saying yes to it and how good it was and how it protects workers and makes it safer to work, gives them better wages and all this stuff. But I never saw anything from the other side. Yeah, the opponents. The only place I ever heard anything from the other side is the few people you talked to on this station. Yeah, and, and there were some uh, text campaigns that were being sent out, I know. Uh, there were some social media video posts that were going out, and um, some of the business groups, including the Illinois Chamber, uh, they were asked about, you know, why hasn't there been a lot of money in opposition to this? Uh, and they said, well, uh, in comparison to their opposition and the millions of dollars that were spent to defeat the uh, progressive income tax two years ago, uh, and and their response right. was they didn't see it as um, as as much of a challenge as the uh, progressive tax would have been for the state of Illinois. It wouldn't have helped Illinois' business climate. They say of Amendment One, but uh, they didn't yeah. necessarily think it would have that much impact just because Illinois is already a very union friendly state. Right. I mean, we, it is. We, we, yeah. we, we don't have right to work. We're not going to have right to work unless there's an absolute sea change politically in the state. Uh, so that seemed to be what some of the rationale was behind not uh, putting money behind opposing the amendment. But millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars from labor groups went into those commercials that you just talked about. Oh, and they were huge. And they, they were so they were so misleading uh, after after reviewing re- reviewing the uh, amendment. And then everything they said, and, and this is where I struggle with unions, because unions use the same thing. Oh, well, we'll provide you a safer place to work. Uh, you, you know, I, I've been in anti-union campaigns before, and I hear that, well, well, we make more money. Uh, you can't fire me on the drop of the hat and stuff like that. And then I work in a non-union environment. Uh, I've worked in non-union environment, and you can't do that. I mean, I'm currently going through an OSHA, a 30-hour OSHA training, and there are so many OSHA rules that protect the safety of people and, and yep. their jobs yep. if, if, if they're working in an unsafe environment. And yeah, it, there's a it, lot of a lot of the things that unions fought for um, throughout the you know generations have been codified uh, as exactly. as you're saying there. Yeah, exactly. And, so I mean, this stuff's codified in law already. Yeah, right and, and listen, we've got a, the First Amendment right to peacefully assemble with those who we choose to, uh, but also that means you can't be forced into an assembly, and that's uh, really what the crux of the Janus v. Afsme case as well. Hey, I appreciate the call. Uh, this is obviously something we're going to talk more about in the days ahead as the dust continues to settle. Uh, so keep it right here with Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg.